should be coming up in just a second. Amen. It's on your outlines, okay? 127 verse 1. Let's read it together. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. The watchman stays awake in vain. Unless the Lord builds a house, what happens? Those who build it, build it in vain. Let's bow our heads. Let's, you can touch it, agree. Touch somebody on the, somebody on the shoulder. Grab, grab by the hand. Oh, God, thank you for your many blessings. Thank you for our gathering in your name. Thank you for your love for us. Thank you, Lord God, for your forgiveness and for your mercy, for your grace, for your reconciliation, for your atonement, for your deliverance, for your salvation, for the abundant life, eternal life, everlasting life that you've made available to us for the direction through the power and unction of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, O oh God, for your word. You are Jesus, the word made flesh, dwelling among us full of grace and truth. We're thankful for your word. It speaks, it illuminates, it brightens our path, Lord God. It directs us. Help us to receive direction from your word this day. Guide us, Lord God, that we can truly be about our Father's business, that we might build on what you have built, that we might build on what you have built, O oh God. Touch our lives, bless our households, our families, our loved ones, our children, our grandchildren, extended families. Bless us in our workplaces, uh, with our vocations, our occupations, our professions, our, you know, just our callings, Lord God. Thank you for what you've given and how you're blessing us. Please bless now this new series, Excavation. Help us, Lord God, to dig deep, uh, to understand, Lord God, your direction for our lives so that we can build on what you built. Thank you for what you're doing and for what you're going to do. Thank you for your mercy and grace and your love and your healing and your miracles and your intervention on our behalf. Thank you for your promise and uh, your just stability. You're, you're with us. You said you'll always be with us. So thank you for being with us. Thank you that we can call and you answer. Thank you for being direct in our path and sending resources for us to live and move and have our being. Thank you, Lord God, for all that you give and how you bless it. Continue to go with us on the journey, Lord God. Touch us, keep us, strengthen us, and guide us in Jesus' name. And the people of God said amen. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. You can be seated. Good to see you today. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Amen. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. He's a good God. And we've gathered in his name. We're here to honor him and to bless him. And now let's consider the word. Uh, this is a new series that we're beginning today entitled Excavation. And uh, we want to pose a question. Hopefully that question translates into a challenge. Uh, how deep are you willing to go? Amen. Uh, when, you know, if you've ever seen a, a skyscraper built, uh, you'll witness the fact that they'll go deep prior to building upon that for this major high-rise, this skyscraper, this major building. They'll go deep. They'll excavate. Um, by, and, and for that, you know, that's in building almost anything. There'll be some excavation. There'll be some underground work. There's something beneath the surface that stabilizes the foundation, the pillar, the stabilizer. Amen? The thing that prevents buildings from buckling, from uh, being demolished by the wind or not being stabilized. Amen? And uh, God is the primary builder. Can I get a witness in the house? God is the primary designer. He's the architect of the world, the galaxies. Uh, he made and created everything. The Word of God says in Genesis that he created it all. He separated uh, the light from the darkness. 
And then he went on to create hemispheres. You know, he separated the land from the sea. And then he went on to create, uh, you know, the creatures that inhabit the earth, the flowers and, 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 and the foliage, the flowers and uh, the trees and uh, the creatures that inhabit the earth, uh, the, the, the birds of the air, the beasts of the land. Amen. And then he creates us. And in essence, he says, I want you to be fruitful and multiply. I want you to take care of some stuff. And you remember the sequence he created, uh, and after six days, what did he do? He rested. And what did he call what he had just participated in? Good. But he also called it work, labor. Amen? I rested from my work. I rested from my labor. And then he looked back on the work that he had, he had accomplished, and he said, that is good. Amen? You know, in Greek mythology and other religions, uh, the gods, or God starts off leisurely. You know what I mean? God just chilling. <laughs> you know, he always, he, not, he ain't trying to do no work. He just, he, he laying back, you know, relaxing. We start off, our God starts off working. Amen? That's how he starts off. And then he goes on uh, to further uh, tell us, give us a commission, some instruction to also participate in work. He's, after he creates all these animals and insects and you know, you know a, a multitude of things, he gives us the responsibility to name them. He said, I want you to give them all a name. Now, he could have easily given them all a name, but he divvies out, delegates that responsibility to humanity. Y'all name everything. Then he says, for us to keep and take care of and cultivate the garden. In other words, he ushers in work. I want you to get to work. Amen. Taking care of stuff, managing stuff, uh, maintaining stuff. You know, just, I, I want you to get to work. Amen. But he lays out a rhythm that there should be work, there should be rest. Amen. And, and then he goes on uh, to talk about what all that means. And in this series, we're going to talk about how we build on what God has built. Amen. He's built something. He's designed something. He's created something. Now, how does he want us to proceed? And the question is, are you going deep enough to understand your role in his massive, phenomenal architecture, in his design? Amen? What, what, what does he want us to do? What's my part? What's my role? What's my function? What's my job? What's my assignment? What's my commission? Amen? What, what, is, what has God got me doing? Because he's always doing something beneath the surface. Amen? He's building something. And it's phenomenal to see how it's rolled out. Uh, you know, culture is what we've been involved in building for centuries. You know, there's a such thing as the American culture, United States, the culture of our society. And that's part of what God gave us to build. Amen? Culture, the root word, cultivate. Amen? I want you to cultivate a society, a society with structure, systems. Amen? I want you to cultivate that. So God has blessed us, and humanity has created, uh, you know, economic systems. It's, it's created political systems. It's, it's created uh, judicial and uh, systems of, of law and order. Amen? You wonder how are we like God? We are like God when we are creating. Amen? When we take what he's given us and we develop it, we rearrange it, we nurture it, we nourish it. Uh, amen? We bring things to fruition. That's what God has given us to do. But in this instance, instead of things coming out of nothing, he's given us the resources and the tools to use to build what he's want, he wants built. Amen? And our work is part of what we do. Amen? Part of what we do uh, to develop what God wants developed. He wants developed character as well. 
goodness and love and patience and hope. He wants us to learn how to work together. We're here to build teams. Can I get a witness in the house? We're here to usher in his plan. He says, I got a plan for you. I got a purpose for you. Praise God. I got a future for you. I got something I want you to build. Amen. And whether we realize or not, we're already participating in building it. Amen. In your own workplace, you know, part of this series is going to be about work and developing the right ethics and values and understanding of God's purpose in our working. You know, Unfortunately, a lot of people had a wrong mindset about, uh, about work. It's like those Greek gods, you know, they felt like everything should be leisurely. And the plebeians, the lowly people, you know, they're the ones who work. Even the philosophers during that day, they, they caught the spirit of their gods and they said, look, the person who's really enlightened is the one that, that doesn't work. He just thinks good thoughts, philosophizes, pontificates, and thinks about stuff, meditates on the, the reason and the rationale for, for it all. But that's not the Bible. Amen? So work is not, uh, you know, what some people might think, uh, a necessary evil. Work is not a necessary evil. And those who workaholics, they'll say, well, uh, well rest is a necessary evil. You know, I, I rest to recharge my battery so I can, I can I can, I, can, uh, I can get started again working. Amen? But both of them, neither are evil. God wants both. Do you think God needed rest? No. God doesn't need any rest. God is God. All-powerful. Omnipotent. All-powerful. God doesn't need any rest. He's trying to model something for us. He says, I work six days on that seventh day. I, had, I, I took a Sabbath. It doesn't necessarily mean the seventh day, but you ought to have at least one Sabbath, one Sabbath where you don't work, amen, and an emphasis primarily on worship. So what he was saying is, hey, you got to have work, and you got to have worship, amen? Now, we violate that all the time in our modern culture, in our cultivating process of the world and the planet and our character and our families and our lives. We're building stuff, but sometimes we mess, up, mess around and we, we, we don't use the owner's manual, the Bible, to lead and guide us about how we ought to operate. Amen? God has instructions for you and I. Instructions. We got to learn instructions and live by them. Because if not, you're destined to break down. That's like a fish out of water. Amen? You can say, okay, a fish... You know, can he operate out of water? No, he can't operate out of water. That's the environment that he needs to survive. She needs to survive. Amen? We can't operate out of God's will because that's the environment we need to survive. If we go against that, then we, we derail abundant life, eternal life, everlasting life. Amen? And we do damage to how God created us. Amen? So God wants us to work. You know that? wants us to work, and he wants us to enjoy working. Somebody say, well, I can't stand my job. I hate my job. I have contempt and disdain for my job. You know, you're telling me I'm supposed to learn how to love that? Mm, if you want to glorify God, you got to learn how to enjoy an environment that he's allowed you to be in. Amen? And you got to learn how to be purposeful and intentional in that environment. And you can't let, you know, the environment derail you from having joy. The Word of God says the joy of the Lord is my strength. Do you want strength? Well, you got to have joy to have strength. Amen, somebody. So we're going to be talking about how to, how to, how to, have a resurgence of joy in our lives uh, in the workplace. We, sp a lot of, we spend a lot of our time working. Can I get a witness in the house? Spend a lot of time, 40 hours, 50 hours, 60 hours, you know, on a job. You know, and then we get home and work some more. Amen, somebody. We just, it's just a perpetual cycle. We just work and work and work and work. Amen. And God said, that ain't a bad thing. That's a good thing. 
but you got to find balance. Even to find joy in doing things around the house. Amen, somebody. They say, I got to find joy in doing things around the I don't like cooking. I don't like cleaning. Amen, somebody. I don't like mopping floors, cleaning the laboratory, the restroom, the bathroom, the toilets. Amen, somebody. <laughs> Sound a little like laboratory, huh? You know, so, so, so what do we do if we can't find joy in what we do? And we can't find joy in what God has required us to do. There's a misnomer. The misnomer is that work is a curse. Amen. We wouldn't be working if it weren't for the curse and the fall and sin. Amen. God gave us work to do before the fall. Amen, somebody. He established work before the fall. You know, so someone was at fall back, well, that's the curse. If not, we'd all be chilling. Amen. No, no, God didn't design us to chill. He designed us to build. Amen. He designed us to build. So we've been involved in building, building some good stuff, building some bad stuff. We got to determine what kind of builders are we. Are we good builders or bad builders? Are we builders that are being productive and effective and, you know, uh, honoring God with what we build? Is our grinding, pounding, refining, is that making a difference for God? Amen. Because the Word of God says if, if God isn't involved in the building of the house, the builder builds it in vain. Amen. You can do all the labor and work and, you know, invest your time, energy, and effort, resources, money, you know, uh, build, whatever. But if you don't build it in the name of our God, it's destined to be demolitioned taken apart. The Word says it'll be burned up. That's what the Word says. 1 Corinthians 15, 58 says, Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor, your work is not in vain. So am I doing what I do in the name of my God? You know, that's going to drive whether it's ethical, that's going to drive whether it's moral, that's going to drive what my motivation, what my intention, what my desire is relative to it. Amen. Genesis 1 and 31, and God saw everything he had made, and behold, he said, it was very good. Can you look at what you make? Can you look at what you create? Can you look at what you build and say, it's good? And there was evening, morning, and six days. Genesis 2, 1 and 3, it says, thus the heavens and earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. He worked, right? So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. Amen. And he got work for us to do. How, how come he just didn't, you know, in addition to building the earth, why didn't he also build little modular homes for us all? Or go ahead and give us our mansions now. Amen. He could have done that. God could have easily said, hey, you know something? I'm going to provide you with the environment, you know, the light, the sun, the moon, the stars, rain and sunshine, flourishing, you know, foliage and trees and fruit and, you know, you know I'm going to provide you with all that. I'm also going to lay it out for you. But no, he, he wants us to be involved in the design build project. He's designed and he wants us to continue to design and build. That's how we're like God. Say, well, how am I really like God? I can't say, bam, presto, change, abracadabra, bam, and something just come arrive. No, but I can build, I can recreate, I can design, I can arrange, I can rearrange, praise God. I can transform, I can change environment, I can create an environment like God. Amen, somebody. So God has given us the ability to create environments. He's given us the ability uh, to, to design and build. Amen, somebody. And, 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 and we are true designers. The systems that you know, humanity has created, they are a marvel. When you look at the design, the intricacy, uh, the, the, the moving parts, what, what a phenomenal act of creation. 
Just, just the political system, the economic system, the, the social interactions and workings, amen? Uh, the technology, those are all phenomenal designs. Amen? So God has made us designers, builders. Amen, somebody. Don't let anybody tell you that you're not a builder. Say, I'm a builder. Amen? So the question, what are you building? You know, what are you lining up? What, what Legos are you putting together? Amen, somebody. To build something. We start off as children with a desire to build, a desire to design. Amen? A desire, even it can be artistic. The artistic skills that we have are God-given. Amen? The, the glamour and the beauty and all those kinds of things are God-given. Amen? Because God obviously loves beauty. Look at you all. Amen? God, and look, at, look at the plethora of his design, the, the multitude of designs that he's pl placed in, in, in motion. Amen? The different kind of animals and insects and flowers and trees and birds. And, you know, I, I saw on, on Facebook the other day all these different color owls, all beautifully designed. You know, just a phenomenal creation. And we create stuff. Amen? Look at, look at the patterns on your clothes. You know, just look around. Look around for us. I give you permission. Look around for us. Just look at, the, look at the patterns on these folk clothes. All different kind of designs, all different kind of colors. You know, look at the jewelry. Lord have mercy. Y'all blinging out there. Got your, got your long earrings on and got that bling around your neck and stuff. Amen, somebody. Look, look at the hairstyles. Amen, somebody. <laughs> Ladies, y'all looking good. Brothers, we doing the best we can. <laughs> Amen. Some of y'all are follically challenged. <laughs> but your head got a nice design. Got a nice design. Nice design on your head. <laughs> oh, you're gone. Don't, don't, don't be pointing at me. You, you are follically challenged. I mean, I just... You may not have heard it like that before. But <laughs> Amen. But look at the design and the beauty of diversity just in this room. Amen. That's God. God creating, God designing, and then us being like God. We're like God in how we design and how we engineer, how we like artistry and beauty. Amen. And we all have something to contribute to what God is building. Amen, somebody. We're building something beautiful. Genesis and what he plans to build. He's ready us to continue to design and build. Amen. And in the continuation of this, we'll be given more power, more authority. Amen. More abilities, more managerial responsibility. But he's ready us for that now. Can I get a witness in the house? Genesis 2.15, the Lord took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to keep it. Now, this is before the fall. I put him in the garden to work it and to keep it. Amen, somebody. I put him in the garden to work it and to keep it. Amen. To, to, to take care of it, to, to nourish it, to, to, to maintain it, to, to produce it, to rearrange it, to design it, to make it grow, to make it develop. Uh, to harvest it. I put them in the, in the garden to get some stuff done. Amen? And I laid out a model, a rhythm for them. Six days work on that seventh day. Amen? Rest. Amen? Your seventh day may be a Monday. Your seventh day may be a Tuesday. But take your day, that day and get away from the stuff of work so that you can refuel and retool and recharge and be refurbished by the power of Almighty God by taking the time off. You know, many folk have burnt themselves off because they don't take a, a rest day. Burned out. Can I get a witness? You're going to pay for it sooner or later if you don't learn how to rest. Amen? John 5 and 17, but Jesus answered them, My Father is working until now, and I'm working. So what is God doing? Working. He's working hard on our behalf. The whole sacrifice that Jesus made was a representation of his work. Jesus had a vocation. He was a carpenter. 
Amen, somebody. He was a, a laborer, a worker. He did hard labor. This wasn't no fine carpentry in those days, not a whole lot of fine carpentry. You're talking about building wheels and wagons and, you know, building some significant things. Amen. You're talking about, you know, that little if, if emaciated picture of Jesus uh, that we see sometimes. I, I see Jesus like Alex over here. He had to be strong. He, he lived a long time under a lot of torture and duress. Amen. After being whipped 99 times, uh, 39 times by a cat of nine tails, and then after that, going to the cross, enduring that cross, Jesus had some stamina, some strength, some power, amen, from hard, developed from hard work. Amen, somebody. Walking miles to minister to people, developed from hard work. God wants us to be at work. Amen, somebody. He wants us to be at work. So, so because he's working. He's working right now on our behalf. The Word of God says Jesus is sitting right now at the right hand of God the Father, making intercession on our behalf. You know, making sure we're secure, making sure we're okay, making sure that the demons and the enemies of the saints doesn't get out of control, making sure that the, uh, the evil doesn't get out of the box to such an extent to what his progress and his work and his will uh, being made manifest in the planet right now is some stuff that he won't allow to happen until... It's, it's time. You know, if he wanted the world to end, it'd be gone now because we definitely got the devastating weapons to make it happen. Amen. But he reels it back. When we go too far, he reels it back. Amen. I'm, hope, I'm hoping Kim Jong-un, he, that he reeling stuff back a bit. But only God can change somebody's heart like that. Amen, somebody. So God is still sitting on the throne. He's still in control, praise God, but he's got work for us to do. Exodus 29, it says, six days you shall labor and work. This is a commandment. He says, six days you're supposed to labor, you're supposed to work, and do all your work. <laughs> do all your work, you know. I, I'm, I'm preaching to the young folk right now. Why, why are we scared of work? Huh? You just want to sit down and relax and play with your devices. It's some work to be done. Amen, Amen somebody. Am I helping your parents? It's some, it's some work to be done. And don't be afraid of work. God designed us for work. He built us for work. He wants us to work. He wants us not to shirk, or, or shirk responsibility. He wants us to be on top of the work that we have to do. Amen, somebody. If you're not lazy, Lord have mercy, you can get a lot accomplished. Laziness is an evil. Amen, somebody. Can I get a witness in the house? God doesn't want us to be lazy. He doesn't want us to be lethargic. He doesn't want us to be apathetic, indifferent, cold, callous. He doesn't want us to be aloof and try to avoid the work that God wants us to get done. He has work for us to do. Amen. Chores, work to be done. And there are deeper meanings to what he's trying to accomplish in us. 1 Corinthians 10, 31, it says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all. Somebody say all. All, all to the glory of Almighty God. Whatever you do, do it to the glory of Almighty God. Do it with a God-focused heart. Do it pointing to Christ and Jesus and God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Do it to honor Him. Do it to glorify Him. Do it to magnify Him. With that in mind, you're going to be strived for excellence, right? If you're doing it for him, you're going to strive for excellence. We should not be, you know, the laziest thing around as Christians. We should lead the way with our energy, with our effort, with our conscientiousness. We should lead the way. Amen, somebody. Because how am I going to be a good influence if folk perceive I'm lazy? I'm, you know, trying to avoid responsibility. If I'm not even desirous of doing the work that's been assigned for me to do. If I'm trying to give it over to somebody else, I'm trying to manipulate and get out of the work. Amen? God has work for us to do. Colossians 3.23, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. So when I work, I work as working unto the Lord. Amen? So I bring the right attitude. I bring smiles. Amen. It got real quiet up in here. Y'all don't work with a smile on your face? Huh? 
I work with a smile on my face. I work with joy in my heart. I work as working unto my God. Amen, somebody. You say, Pastor, you, that's easy for you. You, 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 you know, you got, you got a special assignment. No, 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 no. I got work to do. It takes work. One of the things that really, really was kind of fascinating, my first hires at Rejoice, when I first hired some full-time people, uh, uh, you know, they were kind of surprised that it was so much grunt work. You, you understand? I think they had in mind that we just go in there and just sit down somewhere and go in a corner and get in our prayer closet and pray all day long. You know, you know what I mean? That, that, you know, we just sit down and reflect on the Word of God and write messages or, you know, reflect and memorize and study and meditate on the Word all day long. Amen? So, so then they have to learn, you know, it's a building to be maintained. It's, a, it's stuff to be done. It's administrative things. It's secretarial things. It's letters to be written. It's emails to be written. It's, it's, stuff, to be, it's stuff to be done. It's work. Amen? And, and it ain't all glamorous. Sometimes people think that uh, pastoral work is just getting up publicly speaking. Amen? But I'm telling you, it's a lot more work in the background than you would ever realize. Amen? Amen? To keep people and to maintain and to attract and, you know, put all, out little fires all the time. To deal with folks, you know, most, most heartfelt problems. It can, bec- it can become taxing. It, it's it's got to be a balance to it. Amen? But it's work. It, don't, don't get me wrong. It's work. Amen? Um, Matthew 25, 21, his master said to him, well done. This is what it's coming down to. Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. Amen? This is a parable, and Jesus is talking about how one day he's going to be like calling on you, and you're going to be called into account for what? The work that you've done. That's what you're going to be called into account for. He's going to be saying, okay, well, you, you, got bit, you got plenty of sleep. That ain't what he's asking you about. You went on lots of vacations. Whenever you could squeeze out the funds to do so, I was on vacation. I watched lots of television. Hours and hours and hours on hours of television. Amen, somebody. That ain't what he's going to be discussing with you. He's going to be discussing with you what kind of work did you get done. Amen. What kind of worker were you? What kind of laborer were you? Amen. And you need to understand, God is not like our society that makes this differentiation between white collar, blue collar, a laborer, or, you know, a service service-oriented worker and somebody that's a professional or, you know, has some, you know, occupation. No, no, no. God, God, God respects and loves all work. Amen, somebody. Whether that's the garbage collector or the janitorial person, God loves it all. The gardener, amen, God loves it all, and it's all significant to him. We all have a role to play in him, praise God. And it's not about necessarily your title or your position or your status. Amen, somebody. It's not, it's not about that in the sight of Almighty God. It's about your ethic, you know, your, your dutifulness, your discipline, your devotion, your dedication to what you do. Amen. Be the best at what you do. Amen. Get better and better at what you do, praise God. Glorify God with excellence. God loves that. And usually when you evidence that kind of excellence, it leads to promotions. It leads to recognition. It leads to acknowledgement. It leads to accommodations. It leads to promotion. Amen. It leads to opportunities. So, so, so God says, hey, these, these, these seeds that you plant with your life, they do bring fruit. Amen. The Word says that, that uh, Ephesians 4 and 8, 28, I'm sorry, let, let the thief no longer steal, but... Rather, let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Wait a minute now. That sounds a little altruistic. That sounds like work is about, is work about me? Or is it about 
It's like it might be about somebody else. But that's what this text kind of focuses. Do y'all read that the same way I do? So that he may have something to share with somebody else. So you're saying, I work, it ain't just about me? I thought it was, I thought it was about me getting mine. Yeah. Me getting mine. My house. My car. <laughs> Amen? It, that, that ain't, that, my vacation. My clothes. What, what about me? I thought, it was, I thought all this was about me. No, 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 no. It's not just exclusively about you. God wants you to have some stuff. God says, I came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. But he wants us to have margin, room in our lives to be a blessing. To be a blessing first to what he loves. What does he love? Jesus loved the church. He called the church his bride. That means an object of affection. He said, I gave my life for her. Amen, somebody. So we got to develop some love for what he loves and some resources to add to what he's building because he's always building something bigger than what we realize. Building something more blessed, building something brighter than we could possibly imagine. Amen, somebody. So God is building something, so we have to have shared responsibility. Amen. We have a shared responsibility to build what God is building. So, so part of what we do is to add to the common good. God wants us to build a society, to build a civilization. Amen. And, and for us, we got to become the subculture because it ain't a part of the dominant culture. But it's our job to show the world how to be light, love, liberty, generosity, compassion. Amen how to be givers. So we build to rebuild and to build up others. God has given us a building responsibility, but it's not just to get mine. At some point, always establish for yourself how much is enough. Amen, somebody. Now, some of, we all have visions and dreams about what kind of life or lifestyle we would have or like to have. But we ought to always reel it back live within our means, and say, you know something? If God gives me this, I'm going to be satisfied with this. And as he gives me more, what the culture drives you to is to live to every dime of increase in benefit or income. So if I get more money, I got to spend more money. Get more money, spend more money. Get more money, spend more money. How irresponsible is that? Amen. Some of y'all got your income tax checks. We ain't seen no big bustling of income at the church because you got them. I'm just telling you. Why? Because you already had it spent before you even got it. That's irresponsible. It was an increase, wasn't it? Oh, no, I depended on that. I depend on that income tax check. That paid my property taxes. <laughs> no, you need, you need to make some room. Do you, anybody got a raise in the last year? Anybody got a raise? Amen. You did? How about the last two years? Anybody got a raise in the last two years? Well, let's go back a little further. Three years. How about the last three years? Anybody got a raise in the last three years? Raise your hand. Everybody got a raise within three years. Okay, everybody got, most folk got a raise. Let's establish. Some kind of increase happened. But, the moment, but if the increase happened and you didn't feel it toward any savings or investing or giving, amen, somebody, then I'm being irresponsible with what God wants me to build. I'm not building civilization, amen. I'm not building for the common good. I'm not building a shared life, praise God. I'm not supporting what God wants supported, praise God. I'm not being guided by the Spirit of the living God because He gives us wisdom as to how to manage our resources so that we'll have more, not less. Why are you always broke? Well, if you always broke, I'm talking about work, and work has to do with the management of money. If you always broke, you need some counseling. Amen, somebody, because you're in a vicious cycle. If you never come out, you never break loose, you never break free, you need some advice. You're living without advice. You're living without counsel. You're living without any guidance. And this folk right in here who will guide you. Amen, somebody. We're having a financial class this summer. 
that Cecil's going to help with and some of the other entrepreneurs and business leaders are going to help with with the summer. You need to be there. Amen. So say, wait a minute, how I, how I get out of being broke? You know, because you can be rich. Amen, somebody. God wants us to cultivate a civilization that is reimagined in such a way where it looks like him, it acts like him. We're made in the image of Almighty God, and we want, he wants us to be like him, praise God, and build what he would build. That's a revolutionary concept, to build what God would build, to build a life that God would admire, to build a family that God looks upon and says, that's good, amen, to build a business and say, that's good, to build a livelihood and that way God can look upon you and say, that's good, amen, somebody. So God is looking for some good in and around us. So the question is, are we representing him? Amen. Do we publicly identify with Christ through the way we work, live, move, and have our being? Amen, somebody. Genesis 1.28, and I'm almost finished. The word says, and God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Amen? God says, continue what I've started. That's what he's saying. He said, take this earth, the raw material of it, build on it. Build a system. Build a civilization. Build the content of your character based on my designs and my desires. Build good ethics. Build good motives. Build the proper identity. P build a witness, praise God. Build a worldview that's in line with how I see the world. We got a big job, influencing culture. The job beneath our job. The work beneath our work. Amen. We have a, a work to do on behalf of our God to recapture the canvas that God wants painted. God has a beautiful painting that he's building right now. There's a story about a guy who was a painter, and, uh, you know, he was very busy, and most time he was busy helping people. He just had this big heart, and he was doing this massive canvas, and he had a tree in his mind's eye that he wanted to complete on this canvas. And believe it or not, he went through his whole life and he only finished a leaf on that tree. Beautiful, phenomenal leaf. He died. The story goes he went to heaven. And when he got to heaven, he saw the tree that he envisioned. The tree that he envisioned, he saw. And he saw that it was his job to put the leaf on. Just one leaf. A lot of times we want to do it all. Sometimes God just got one part of it for us to do, one piece of the puzzle for us to accomplish, one, one thing that God wants us to do on his behalf. And it got to be mammoth, big, grandiose, you know, the one with the biggest benefits, the biggest accolades, the biggest plaudits, the biggest acknowledgement, praise God. God has something he wants us to do, and he wants us to be the finger, his finger where we are, the finger of God where we are, just to put his print on it, to put his influence on it, put his desire on it, to, to recapture his love, amen, to recapture his will, to recapture his emotions, to recapture his soul, to recapture his mind, praise God, in what we do. So the question is, are we doing what God wants us to do? Can we go deep enough? Can we excavate deep enough to get God's purpose, to extract God's purpose for our lives. You're going to have to go a little deeper. A little deeper than the surface. You know, you got to go down. Amen. I remember my down time, the time when I got deeper. You know, I was in college uh, seeking God, reading and studying the scriptures, reading and studying the scriptures, reading, studying the scriptures, trying to get deep. Amen, somebody. Deep, 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 deep deep into the Word. Amen? Because I, I wanted understanding. I wanted direction. I wanted guidance. Amen, somebody. I, I wanted to know God's will for my life. Amen, somebody. So I got, had to excavate. I had to get deep. 
Then I said, you know something, I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to go to law school, but you know something, I'm going to seminary because I want to get deeper. I'm going to spend three years in this place just getting deeper. Deeper into the Word, deeper into theological studies, deeper into biblical studies, deeper into biblical languages, deeper into understanding, uh, you know, ethics and the history of, of Christianity. I, got, I need to know, I need to know, I need to know, I, know, I need to have a better understanding. It's a lifelong journey to continue to know and to get deeper, but, but there ought to be a place where you have an insatiable appetite to get deeper, to excavate, to get below the ground, because if you're going to build anything significant, you got to go deep first. Somebody say, go deep. If, I, if I'm going to build anything significant, I got to first go deep. So I, I got to get down. Amen. I got to understand that there's a job for me to do. And there's a job for everybody. You know, they recently did some studies on uh, the developmentally dis, uh, disabled, you know. And, 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 and you, you notice that they're working at different places now. They're working in the malls and working all over. There was a time when uh, they didn't do much work. It was a leisurely thing, and, you know, and, and they found that those folk, you know, get upset, cantankerous, irritated, agitated, frustrated, but then if they had a job to do, amen, somebody, their whole disposition changes. Their whole attitude changes. They feel fruitful and productive. Everybody needs to work. God has a job for everybody to do. You know, so psychologically, emotionally, physically, spiritually, it adds and builds to who I am. God wants us to garden, to till, to cultivate a society, to build a civilization, to cultivate, to build culture, a culture that is life-changing and transforming, praise God, to build a new world. What kind of world are we contributing to? What kind of civilization and culture? What kind of masterpiece? Are we involved in investing our lives in and building upon? Are we involved in the providential work of our God? He says, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over it, take authority over your environment, create environments that glorify and magnify me, praise God. Are you willing to go deep enough to become the kind of divine carpenter that Jesus was? I admire Jesus. He epitomizes everything altogether lovely. Amen, somebody. He's our God, the Son of the living God. Very God, very man. Amen. And he came on earth, to the earth, to build. To build the hearts and minds of people. Won't you stand all over the house? To commission us, to give us an assignment. To give us an assignment. He says, go into all the world. And make disciples. Build on what I built. I came to build people. I came to build hearts. Hearts. I came fishing for the hearts and souls of humanity. I came to save, deliver, set free. Amen. I didn't crush work. I worked myself. I want you to work in such a way where your work represents me. Your work is designed to carry on what I'm building. Praise God. So God says, be a builder. Build on what I'm building. Praise God. There's a job beneath every job you're doing. Some of y'all are finances. Well, God wants you to figure out how to finance something else for him, something for the kingdom. Some of you are computer wizards. God wants you to figure out how to compute for him. Some of you are teachers. God's giving you a skill to teach. He wants you to figure out how to teach something for him. Can I get a witness in the house? Whatever job you do, some of you all are landscapers. He wants you to figure out how to beautify something for him. Make a spot in the, in the planet that, the, that, that recreates and rearranges chaos and makes it into calm. Rearranges something that's unorganized and makes it organized. God's got a job for all of us. Somebody ought to say yes. Yes to the job. Yes to your will. Yes to your word. Yes to your way. I'm yours, God. Use me, shape me, mold me. I'm yours. Take me, Lord. Have your way in me. I want to invite somebody to make a decision for him today. To step out, to come forward, to connect. Listen, to step out, to come forward, to connect. Praise God with what he's doing. To what he wants to do. 
through you and I. So we're going to continue this series and get deeper, we pray, on e with each level, an understanding of what it is that God wants us to build on. He built something. He built a, built a beautiful planet. Amen, somebody. And he allowed us to occupy it, to take up residence in it. Amen. To build on what he's building. He's given us the stuff to build systems and structures and civilization and society and culture. Amen, somebody. But he wants us to build on that and insert his word willing ways in a defiant, sometimes immoral culture. Insert the love of God. I want to invite somebody and say, I love you, God. I love you, Jesus. I'm yours. I want to get connected to your church. I'm new in the community. I need a church home. I'm connecting with Rejoice. I want to be a part of the family, the fold, the fellowship, the community of believers. We invite you right now to come. Every heart praying. We're going to worship for a few moments. We invite you to come. You don't have to feel a certain way. You just move out. Let him have his way in you today. Don't put this off. Don't procrastinate. Come now in the name of Jesus Christ. Come now in his name. Lift him up. Lift him up in song. Jesus. 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 Today is today. Today is today. This is the day that the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Let's lift it up all over the 